Hello and welcome back to The Brew Interviews, the only show where a friend with beer is a friend to hold dear. I am Robbie and joining me as always via the internet is my best friend Lauren. It is episode 40 and tonight is a very special episode. Joining us today is award-winning fantasy author Mr. D.L. Jennings. This episode is all about him. It's not that he wants to be the center of attention, it's that he needs to be the center of attention. So in the words of famed author Ernest Hemingway, there is no friend as loyal as a book. Unless that friend is D.L. Jennings. This week on The Brew Interviews. The Brew Interviews, coast to coast, brews, faves, and more with Lauren and Robbie. This episode of The Brew Interviews is sponsored by our friends over at rapidapplicant.com, but you will hear more about them later on in the show. But for now, I'd like to introduce our guest for tonight. You might have seen him on TV or a podcast recently. Please welcome award-winning author from the hit fantasy novel, Gift of the Shaper, Mr. D.L. Jennings. What a what a lovely, wonderful intro. I try. Robbie, I could listen to your soothing voice all day for the next five minutes. (laughs) For the next five minutes, that's it. (laughs) Then then you've had enough. I don't blame you. And then oh yeah, I'm gonna hang up hang throw these just earpieces away and I'm done. And then Lauren's gonna take over. Yeah, yeah. Lauren's gonna take my demand. I'm the star of this podcast anyways. Oh my god. Most forgettable person. Oh, I am totally unforgettable, Robbie. I don't know. I don't know what Jeez. you're talking about. Christ. You do so have Dave, a lovely podcast voice. Yeah, thank you. So Dave, how you been? You know, I've been fantastic, actually. Thank you very much for asking. I've been doing uh, work on the circuit, you know, doing... Uh, I've been hopping around, traveling, like, all over the place, man. I, I've been to... Uh, I sound like Johnny Cash, but I've been to... Uh, I've been to Arizona. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> yeah. I've been you that, everywhere. You guys do that. <laughs> I've been everywhere. Okay. Yeah, it's like... Oh, man, it's, it's so awesome. But also so exhausting doing like uh, you know all these morning show appearances and stuff like that. But uh, oh, it's so hard being it's famous, great cause, uh, <laughs> dude. Living that what? celebrity life, man. You. I'm like Facebook famous, man. I've Are had you? like hundreds, hundreds of likes. Hundreds, <laughs> hundreds. <laughs> wow. Oh my god, dude! I did get to meet uh, Montez from Workaholics. Yeah, though. fucking um, uh, in Kansas City. What's his real Eric name? Griffin. Eric Griffin. Yeah, I listened to his podcast sometime. Riffin with Griffin. Yep. Oh yeah, that's that's, a real, that's I'd never. I mean, he was he was obviously there promoting it. Um, yeah, but I had no idea he was like sitting behind me, and it was awesome because I did like a double take, right? Like I'm I'm waiting to go on, and you know they had we'd come in the green room ten minutes before, mm-hmm. and it was like me and this other. Um, it was like a fifteen minute wedding uh, couple, yeah, which is super. Like this was really cool because they. They did like a pre-interview yeah. beforehand. And they were like, "What's your story?" And they were like, "Well, we met at a strip club." Yes. They were like, cool. This is going on daytime television. But but Eric Griffin wasn't in the in the green room with us, yeah. so I had no idea he was going to be there. And I'm sitting down. We're waiting, you know, watching the host or whatever set up the the bit or the the um, the, <laughs> the piece <bit>. and <laughs> the bit. I know. It's just a one comedy skit. <laughs> Life is one big SNL skit, Robbie. Right. And um, and all of a sudden, I turn around, and, and there's this dude who looks exactly like Montez from Workaholics, Workaholics who's there. And, you know, I was like, that's weird. I just did a double take. Yeah. And I, I turned back around, and I wanted to go like, do you look like Montez on purpose, or is that, like, <laughs> a thing? And then I, I, I pulled out my phone, and I was like, hang on. Like, this is TV. There's a very good chance, like... He could actually be Montez. Yeah. And I pulled out my phone and I, I went to the Googles immediately and I was like, Montez 
uh, character, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, you know, Eric Griffin. Mm-hmm. And I turn around and it was like he was making the exact same face on the Google search <laughs> that was on my phone. And I was like, <gasps> oh, my God, it's him. He's such a funny so, dude. Dude, he was he was he was really funny, man. Yeah. He like definitely was. Um, he was so relaxed, too. And that's the difference between me and him, yeah. like me being the just amateur, like total, you know, like I've never been on TV or whatever, mm-hmm. like I'm tripping over my feet. And, you know, he was just relaxed, sitting back, you know, on the couch, just having yucks like a yuckster. <laughs> and it was great, man. I was like, that is a seasoned pro. Oh, right yeah. There. 100%. Yeah. He's on. Um, well, he has his own podcast, but I don't know if you know who Bobby Lee is. Yes. He was on Mad TV uh, the and stuff. Korean guy from Mad TV. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has his own podcast called Tiger Belly, which is a fucking hilarious podcast. And Eric Griffin is always on there because they're best friends. So that's <laughs> the only reason I started listening to his a couple times. But yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. You got to fucking meet him. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Lauren doesn't know so who he is. I, I, <laughs> I was, you know, I'm, I've, I was fangirling. So I was like, you know, I wanted to take a picture with him. But there's some people, you know, it's like. The celebrities, they get tired of you taking pictures and stuff like some of them, like some of them, like, for instance, Louis C.K., who's like famously he hates it. Like when people take his picture with him like before the masturbation thing, but you know, (laughs) I'm sure he hates it now, too. I don't know. He probably probably does. (laughs) So I was like, hey, man, do you mind? Are you famous enough to to hate taking selfies yet? And he was like, no, man, that's cool. So I snapped a pic with him and yeah. And, you know, gave him a kiss on the cheek and. Oh, wow. It was a very, so it, was a te- it was a, it was a tender moment. Yeah, <laughs> like I couldn't make it with Jessica Alba, but you'll, you'll do. <laughs> we'll, we'll hear that story later on. <laughs> but to answer your question, I've been fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just he's, he's rubbing shoulders okay. with famous people. Anyway, we should probably introduce our beers. Yeah. Before we get into the thick of everything, uh, I'm gonna go first because I never go first, and mine has probably the longest explanation anyway. You're not going to ask our guest what he's drinking first, Robbie? I don't fucking know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I don't want to go first. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you now. I don't want to I don't want to tell I you have to, like, It's so dark where I'm recording oh, really? that I have to like use the flashlight on my phone cuz I have shitty This is I I live in like an old condo. It's like it was like built in the 70s or whatever and there's no overhead lights. So oh, all no. my lights are like like lamps. So like yeah, I just I just took the entire floor models from Target and just put them in my room, and it's like <laughs> my only I already did the work for you. Yeah, my only light I use is my studio light <laughs> for it's taking pictures. Fox. <laughs> for pictures, that's actually and, really it's because it's soft. That, it's a soft light, so it's oh. super nice. And I mean, just look at that face. <laughs> that's such a, no wonder your face looks porcelain. Right? It's just nice. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. It's quality. Wow. wow. Anyway, Are you blushing? About me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought for a special episode, I would drink a special beer. And I've had it in my fridge since Lauren was here back in October when we went Mm -hmm. up to Sierra Nevada Brewing up here in Chico. And we got some of their Trip in the Woods series, which if you know it, it is their like barrel aged beers. Yeah, I had mine on Valentine's Day. Very popular. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, But for this one, I got the Otrevez Trip to the Woods, which is basically... They're normal Otrevez Gosa, which is delicious as is, but it it's aged and Reposada tequila oh. barrels for like Ooh. six six. Why didn't I get one like of those? Oh, it's so Spanish, right? 
and uh, it's this is the first time I've ever had it, and this is fucking amazing. I love their regular Otravez, but do you know what Otravez means? Tell me, tell me in now. Spanish? Uh, I I do, <laughs> but why don't you explain it to people who don't, who don't know? <laughs> Nicely done. It means uh, it means like one more time, basically. Otra. Really? Okay. Like, do it again. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not literal. It means, like, it literally means other He's time. totally wrong, and or, everyone's going to email know. us and be like, that is not Maybe correct. Maybe it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah, totally. They're like, who's this idiot? Yeah, otra vez, otra vez. It's like, do it again, one more time. I thought that was uno mas. One more. That means, yeah. that literally means one more time. Uh, really? Well, that would make sense for a beer. Shanghai one more. Yeah. I'll take one more. One more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a 6.4%. I believe. So it's actually pretty light for a barrel-aged beer, but it's an Otravez, so it's whatever. But and it and it it kind of has that tequila aftertaste just a little bit, just enough so you know that it's aged in those barrels, but overall it's just a nice drinking light Otravez. It's pretty fucking amazing. And he has fucking Google <laughs> Translator it's up. Like, I'm right, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I will take the time <laughs> to prove you wrong <laughs> on your own show. All right? It's fucking, this is fucking delicious. It smells like tequila, but it doesn't taste like it that much. Like, it's just, just light enough. I almost yeah, it's very took enjoyable. a shot of tequila like before that. the show. You definitely I, did. You had I, a bottle of it on your have. table, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, listen, we, I didn't know. We it both would do the saw wide, you. Yeah, I didn't realize the camera would do a wide angle when I first entered chat with you guys. <laughs> so you could see everything. <laughs> Robbie, Usually I could smell tequila from <laughs> all the way across the country. I would know that you had it on your table. <laughs> Usually you feel safe being nude off camera, but then it was like, oh, God, they can see me. Yeah, that fucking, fucking wide angle. Fucking. Anyway, very delicious. Got him. Dave, what are you drinking? So I went, uh, I decided to go for the little local fair here, and I am drinking the Funky Buddha Floridian, and it's a wheat beer. Uh, so this is actually, I, I, I looked it up before the show, uh, where the brewery actually is. It's like 20 minutes from my house. Didn't even know. So it's, it's in, I had no clue. No, I, I'm just kidding. I, I know. But, uh, <laughs> but I'd never been there. I just, uh, I picked it up from, uh, it was like the world of beer. Um, that's like down, like two miles from me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously they carry the, uh, they carry this stuff, but, um, this is my, I love, this is actually one of my favorites. I have a very narrow, uh, like tolerance for what kind of beers I like, and uh, and wheat beers and like wit beers, white white and stuff like that are the are, are my favorites. So uh, this is from the Funky, Funky Booty, Booty Funky Booty Funky Booty Funky Booty. That's, that's the strip club that's next to his place. <laughs> oh, yeah, you gotta be careful. When you stumble <laughs> out there, you might you might uh, get a whole bunch of yeast. Oh. oh no! Oh, we made these uh, jokes. We made these jokes episode one, and we're just like, oh, these are just, that's disgusting. Like, the thrush. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> oh god, cut that out. No. So it's a uh, it's smooth, light, and unfiltered, and uh, it is a five point two hefeweizen. Yeah, sounds so, right. Oh god, it's delicious though. Yeah. I actually I love hefs. Yeah. Those are they're my absolute favorite. They're at the top of the list. So this is definitely a good one. It's very hit or miss sometimes with me. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're just like I could dump this out, yeah. not even think twice. Like I'm not the biggest sweet fan, as, our, as our listeners know, but I <laughs> give them a try. I give them a try. I drank one this weekend. It was delicious. Yeah. It was fine, actually. It, once, right? it wasn't really that good, but it's okay. Yeah. I am indiscriminate, man. You put a wheat beer in front of me, I'm probably gonna like it. Good. Yeah. You can have all the yeah. wheat. Yeah. All the wheat. <laughs> 
Bring it on. This will be a healthy marriage. Right? <laughs> I would never have to be worried about you taking my beers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Lauren, what are you drinking? Uh, tonight, Robbie, to match our theme of books and authors, um, I am drinking <laughs> recurring theme. <laughs> it is from Honest Weight Artisan Beer in Orange, Massachusetts. And it is a um, mixed culture grisette ale aged in oak barrels. And I think that um, grisettes are like wheat, are, are actually kind of like wheat beers, but they're a sour, like that sour wheat ale. Um, it's uh, aged in oak barrels, delicate, refined without being overcomplicated, light acidity while being dry and remaining soft and approachable. And it's really fucking good. It's soft, sour. Soft and approachable. Soft and approachable. Soft and approachable. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's going on my Tinder mm, profile. I like my beers right? like I like my women. <laughs> soft and approachable. Soft and approachable. <laughs> yeah, but what do, you, what do you figure out first, though? You just like... <laughs> oh, soft. soft. Approachable and soft. Yeah. You have to be able to approach them to find out if they're soft. <laughs> Oh, man. oh no it's sour um and it's you can definitely tell that it's been aged in an oak barrel like it has that oaky taste to it it's just delicious yeah looks like we got three fucking winners like that's a first i guess so hell yeah <laughs> usually one of us something's something's not so great yeah usually one usually one thing sorry people were stomping <laughs> above me oh that's usually my apartment well, i love the rent but i don't like the people it's wonderful <laughs> I There's like, like the is there just people. like human trafficking going on above you? My, fucking, my upstairs neighbor is just like he wears cement shoes for some reason, and it's crazy. <laughs> Does he play the trumpet at eleven o'clock at night? No, he's not that dumb. Yeah, hmm. I would say something though. That's the difference between you and me. I would actually go up and say something. I did last week. Yeah, bullshit. You're just like, oh, please stop. <laughs> yeah, why well, don't want to no. be rude? Sounds like a firing range upstairs. What is going yeah, on right. here? <laughs> what is happening here? Shooting porn. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and you didn't invite me? What the fuck? <laughs> Would you want to be invited to a porn, Lauren? Depends on who's in it. Everyone's from really your first point. floor. <laughs> Not even a little That's bit. That's what I'm saying. Was... <laughs> as long as I got a good food spread, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> craft, the craft services. Craft right? services. They do, they do orgies, right? <laughs> Love me some, uh, when, some Wednesday, good Wednesdays, uh, Wednesdays, we have book club. Uh, every Friday, we shoot a porn. Yeah, and right. a Saturday. I'm sorry. What what was what was that last part? Oh, book book club. Book, book club, club on Wednesdays. No, no, no. After after that, uh, we're gonna be on the set oh, of Jizz no. Master Seven. Jizz like, Seven. Seven. <laughs> One through six were okay, but seven. That's where that's where the money's at. That's, yeah, that's, that's where they, they that's, that's where they jumped the shark. Oh, we, okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's not a euphemism. No, no, no. Oh no, sure, sure. See how fucking easy we get off topic. We're supposed to be talking about Dave and his book, oh, yeah. and instead we're just talking about oh, yeah. orgies <laughs> and if craft orgies services. And porn. <laughs> Good lord. Speaking of orgies, Speaking let of... me tell you about my book. <laughs> it's full of them. Hey, you laugh, but some fantasy oh. novels. Some fantasy novels got some pretty graphic sex scenes. Let me tell you, I remember. Dude, I honestly I feel like that's why Game of Thrones was like insanely popular because it was just just boobies and penises <laughs> for eight hundred pages. That's yeah. Damn. I didn't read the books. I didn't read the books, but I watched the show, and I I wasn't expecting to be like full frontal dong. And I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like, yeah. I think that's good though because you, you see seen... titties everywhere. You never see. I mean, not that I want to see them, but I'm just saying you need to have equality. <laughs> 
<laughs> have you seen that gif of the girl getting hot dogs thrown at her face? Because that's basically exactly like what, what watching Game of Thrones is like. I've never seen it. I've never seen <laughs> Game of Thrones. So It's the greatest gif on the internet, I'm yeah, telling right. you. It's so funny. Good <laughs> lord. So Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about your book for those of you that I would don't be know. honored to. Yeah, so it's... Uh, so Gift of the Shaper is an epic fantasy, and I wrote it on my ninth combat deployment to basically fight off some boredom. Uh, I was reading a lot of... I was actually going through Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series at the time, and you can kind of tell if, if you've ever read fantasy. And by the way, Wheel of Time is like one of the greatest series of all time, and uh, I was happy to have been even remotely influenced by it, yeah. but... Uh, Gift of the Shaper is, on its surface, it's about a war between two sides. One side is trying to keep this ancient, terrible god imprisoned, and the other side, a young man named Thornton finds himself in possession of the key uh, that could potentially set this god called the Breaker of the Dawn free. But really, uh, on its at its core, it's about uh, kind of overcoming adversity, you know, being bigger than the roles that uh, you were born to play. And I always tell people it's like a David and Goliath story, but in this case, Goliath is a god. So, well, you're rolling your eyes. Come on. I mean, what, what was what was Goliath in the original? <laughs> in the original stories, the original what, in the Bible, the he original fantasy tall. novel. <laughs> he was tall and had a glass jaw. Was that, yeah, yeah. Apparently. <laughs> oh my god. So I admit I haven't been able to read the full book yet, but I have. What was it? The first. Neither have I. Don't worry. Yeah, right, ten right. chapters. Ten, First ten, ten chapters. chapters are on SoundCloud. I've listened to it like six times. Oh yeah. yeah. I have. Yeah. I have the book literally sitting right here because I ordered it after I I listened to you record them on audio, and I, I haven't read it yet. I'm sorry. Lauren's <laughs> <laughs> probably like me. We just have like a list of books that we have to get through, and we just keep fucking adding to it. I'm literally in the middle of about ten books right now. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. Plus, I'm so ADD that I just jump around. I'm like, I can't. See, I'm the kind of person who I'll start a, a series, like even even like Wheel of Time, there's like 12 books, no yeah. exaggeration, 12 books. And so I read like the first two books and then I'll ju I like jumped across and I read like, uh, um, you know, just some sci-fi book or something like that. Just because like I can't pay attention for yeah. 14, 140,000 pages of of fantasy in a row it's 12 books but, but is yeah. it like each like that or is it like oh smaller? dude they're tomes they're phone they're, books they're man tomes. jesus <laughs> it's oh. ridiculous yeah, yeah i, I mean the, the man the man was prolific as hell like yeah. uh and actually so robert jordan is like he's one of my heroes because he was also a veteran he's actually it's crazy because like he was in vietnam he was a helicopter pilot he has not one but two silver stars uh, and at least one of them has a V for Valor, which is like yeah. any any active duty person is going to tell you like that's a big deal. That's, so. Yeah, that is a big deal. Damn. Super dope. Yeah, so definitely like my personal hero for, for many reasons. Nice. Did he write them in Vietnam when he was like nah. like, like your situation or no, he was, it was afterwards? No, which is, yeah, one of mine, like I guess mine's sort of unique in that aspect. It was like I was at war like while I wrote this thing, but um, – it was definitely like to for sure like take my mind off of it because yeah. well number one like I was sitting around and I was just playing Candy Crush like for a thousand hours a day and it was like oh <laughs> uh, I can only crush so much candy so you get along with my by mom. the time I got yeah <laughs> by the time I got bored of that I was like well I grew up reading you know C S Lewis and mm -hmm. J R R Tolkien like I mean literally. 
the Chronicles of Narnia were like one of the earliest stories I ever remember hearing. And because uh, my mom read them to me when I was a kid. And then later on, when I learned how to read when I was 14, uh, I finally <laughs> I finally picked him up and started. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lauren missed it that first time. She's like, yeah, yeah, she's like, she totally flew way over I definitely her. did. I definitely did. <laughs> She was just so engrossed in my storytelling. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was like, yeah, tell me everything. Just, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. So, but seriously, I was about 16 when I learned how to read. Yeah, and uh, and but, so finally I was reading the Chronicles of Narnia for myself. And, you know, these were the, like, I knew fantasy by this time. It was like, I know uh, how to develop characters. I know what narration is all about. I know different uh, viewpoints and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? I could... I could probably try writing like I just wanted to do I wanted to use my time well you know Um, there's a lot of people who like they go on a deployment and it's just like um, ah well uh, I'm done for the day so um, I'm just gonna watch uh, Aladdin for the 400th time you know (laughs) did you watch Aladdin while you were deployed I did 399 times yeah yeah I would hope so it's an excellent Disney movie now we're talking about the porn version (laughs) oh even better (laughs) it gets lonely out there you should really watch Pirates that's not (laughs) a a lad's dong a lad dong (laughs) Iago and you're you're welcome (laughs) no that's a bad one Are you oh, riding the magic carpet? Like, yeah, that's a, no, that's a good drunk thing, though. Are you riding the magic carpet? See, this is what it always. God, I hope, I hope my into. mom doesn't just, listen to this episode. Yeah, right. All of our conversations just turn into porn and and disgusting things. We can't. Have oh, so food. you're not that kind of fantasy writer? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't make that connection. Wait, you, don't, you didn't write Fifty Shades of Grey? I thought that's what? who you were talking to. When I when I first published uh, the book, my there was a dude in my unit. His name was Josh. And he was going around tell like he was he was friends with me like it was good natured ribbing but he was telling everybody that I'd written centaur porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. And I think it, I, haven't I think it actually helped yet. sell some copies. Really? So. <laughs> was, was it in the Amazon reviews? Because I've gone through and read the amp some of the Amazon reviews. They're fucking hilarious. Some Are of they? the first ones that came out were actually really funny. Yeah, because like, it's really good. It's all these friends just it was it, giving friends. it a five star yeah. rating, but just fucking with it. <laughs> Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, it is hilarious. I don't remember if I wrote one. Eventually, the reviews started to be to be serious, yeah. you know, because I was like, guys, maybe throttle back a little. Because like, <laughs> one dude was like, I was hooked on cocaine, and this book changed my life. Really? I was like, maybe. Yeah. I no, like that it. was one of the joke ones. That wasn't a serious one. <laughs> That's good. But I was like, maybe throttle back a little, guys. But after, eventually... Um, the reviews came in and, you know, it was, I mean, it's, it's, it's got like five star reviews and stuff like that. And though, and those are like the serious ones too. They're like, uh, they actually give like a really good, um, you know, breakdown. They're like, Hey, this, you know, this dude, uh, knows how to write fantasy, blah, blah, blah. Here's the reasons that he, uh, that this book is worth your time. And, and, you know, some of them, my favorite reviews always start out with the words, I don't normally read fantasy. Yeah. Because, like, there was a lot of people, I mean, like, it spread through word of mouth, you know, so it's not necessarily going to be on anybody's radar, like, who reads fantasy. It didn't show up in any big lists, you know, like, I'm, I'm published through a small uh, independent publisher called Indigo River, and it's like, you know, I can't afford to, um, you know, blast my, you know, get a billboard in Times Square or something like these HarperCollins or, like, the yeah. big authors or whatever yep. do, so... Uh, like all my all my reviews and all my uh, you know basically uh, it, it came through word of mouth so 
um, which is really exciting when somebody comes through and says, I really enjoy your book. I don't normally read fantasy, and here's why. So, um, I mean, that kind of stuff is, like, amazing yeah, to hear. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, Indigo River sounds familiar, though. Do they do other fantasy stuff? So I was actually their first ever fantasy title. Really? Why do I know which the was Which was awesome. Um, I don't know. I, I mean... Uh, they're definitely very. They're a very small publisher. Yeah. Uh, they are based out of Pensacola, so depending on how much time you spent in in Pecola, in the, uh, <laughs> and basically it's the taint region of of Florida. Florida is the taint I, region. All of Florida America, is not so. the taint region. <laughs> yeah, same thought process there. I mean, or what is what does Patton Oswalt say? He says people always say Florida is the armpit, droopy, the armpit, or something like that. And he's like, no, it's actually like the droopy dick of the United States. Like it's <laughs> that's just, what it looks like. <laughs> Well, that makes sense because because New Jersey is the armpit of America, so it would make sense if Florida was the droopy (laughs) dick of America. (laughs) I like how we alienate two states at once. (laughs) Yeah, and fuck Wisconsin. No one likes them either. (laughs) Especially one of the states that I currently am residing in. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hey, my parents have a house in Florida. I was just there. That's okay. Her parents. Sometimes it's okay to be in the Tate region. (laughs) Dude, I love it here. I was just in Indiana for training last week, and it was twenty degrees out oh, fahrenheit sounds wonderful yeah yeah i have oh, oh it was 70 degrees out this weekend and today it was 30 <laughs> in snowing where do you live new hampshire sounds yeah. never heard of that's her. the face that i made <laughs> when i woke terrible. up too <laughs> well, listen you'd be out here in california where it's just 70 and sunny every day it's just Ugh, i don't want that either no <laughs> Yeah, all right, I'm, I'm, are you looking for roommates? I'm moving in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a one bedroom, so we'll figure it out. Ah, cool. <laughs> it's all you right. You guys will just share. It's fine. I'm like a golden retriever, man. I can sleep at your feet. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like uh, creepy ventriloquist dolls because... Uh, Slappies there. Love them. <laughs> Did you ever watch Goosebumps growing up? I never watched it. I read the books. Do you remember uh, Return of the uh, Living Dummy and stuff like that? Night of the Living Dummy. Night of the Living Dummy, you, excuse me. Oh. <gasps> Oh, I my have... God. Thank you. Okay, apparently I did watch it because I just had a PTSD f- <laughs> Vietnam flashback Sorry. from that. Oh, my God. That was that was the scariest thing. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Robbie's wow. got apparently a lot. He's I got did... one. I have a Dude, that's four terrifying. foot tall slappy dummy. Dude, I repressed that memory <laughs> and you just dragged it back up. That's why we're here. <laughs> Guess who had to sleep I in the same fucking those, room as it? Dude, I'd put those cement shoes that your neighbor upstairs was wearing, and oh my god. Uh, I tried to drown it, but Robbie <laughs> has been... You just dragged it back up to the surface, yeah. bro. That's my bad. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'll, I'll move on. <laughs> you won't sleep tonight, but I'll move on. Um, oh, god damn. Somebody's already done with their beer. Oh, yeah, I'm actually also almost bit, done. Uh, what the fuck's wrong ooh. with you guys? I'm just kidding. Robbie, I have a, I have our a giant bottles bottle. aren't as big as yours. Yeah, I, really? I wouldn't think so. <laughs> How big is, is this where we tell you to chug? <laughs> this was too expensive to chug. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you sound like such a... I was going to say girl, but I don't know how to... En- I don't know how to end that sentence. A snob. Like a, He's okay. so high maintenance. I'm not high maintenance. <laughs> what a what a beer snob, huh? Oh my god. What a beer snob. <laughs> this is too expensive to it's chug. Just, it's so expensive. You okay. fucking wiener. <laughs> I drank the um the the hard seltzer last week on our episode. The white claw. Yeah. And just like an experience, you know, to try it out for the podcast and stuff like that. I posted the, that picture on some beer Facebook groups. And I was just like, hey, what do you guys think about 
hard seltzers. You know, like, what's your opinion? You know what I mean? I got you, bet you got so Holy much fucking flack. Holy shit. <laughs> like, 10 minutes in, I got, like, 30, 30, like, likes, but also, like, 30 comments just being like, you faggot. Why would you fucking, that's lame. You gay. I'm like, I was just asking your opinion. Like, holy shit. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. Dude, beer snobs are assholes a lot of the time. They're bad. Oh, you're not wrong. Oh my god, apparently so. Uh, I've been banned from this group like three times, but that's just different. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie's being, so controversial. Uh, is, that, <laughs> is that seltzer guy back? Is that seltzer guy back? <laughs> no, I, well, I posted like a clip of our, our podcast a couple times and they banned me saying it was advertising. I was like, Ooh. I was like, I'm not making money off of this. I'm just showing people like... But yeah. It's like, listen, it's a beer review. It's a recorded beer review. Well, yeah, that's Dude, you know what's it's so funny is like that the the way the way people bristle against self promotion. Yeah, it's like it's fine if somebody else would have done it on your behalf. And I know this, like when you know when I first like that that journalist in England wrote that article about me back in November, which was like how I started getting this traction and everything for the book. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I posted it on Reddit in like, you know, the uplifting news section or whatever. And like the, po- you know, somebody, the post got removed. It was like for self-promotion. What? I was like, oh, what? Really? On like, Reddit? Rude. Yeah. I was like, nobody, who else, who else, how, how else am I supposed to tell people about like this book? It was like, <laughs> Dude, nobody's right? going to hear about me, man. It's, it's called like, guerrilla marketing. What are they talking about? Dude, yeah, I know. Totally. I do it you all know, the time. Not, yeah. It's like, I, I don't know, but if somebody, like, if I were to, to post uh, the seltzer beer thing on, <laughs> or, like, uh, a link to your podcast yeah. on some beer things, like, hey, guys, check this, you know, I was listening to this podcast, blah, 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 it's yep. super cool. It's like, people are fine with that. Yeah. All right, but, listen, yeah, this is like what that, we do. That hail corporate. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. You yeah, post yeah. our podcast shit on your stuff, and we'll post your book <laughs> shit on our stuff, and we'll just it'll it'll cancel each other out. It'll be yeah. fine. I'll I'll this sneak is, in my business this card is in the pictures. Scam. So when I post the picture, you can kind of see our business card in the background or like something at the bottom, and they don't notice yes. it right away. So I'm just like, Fuck you're a you genius. Guys. You're a genius. <laughs> yep. We got so, one uh, beer, today, beer so. break. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, can we take a beer break? I guess we can take a beer break. I don't need one. Thank y'all. If they need a beer break. Uh, let's hear a word from our sponsor real quick. So while well, you guys go take a beer, right? Take okay. a beer, get a beer. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Go. Go. Is there a certain fast recruiting site that's just not cutting it for your business? Then you should head on over to rapidapplicant.com and not only get who you need, but also what you need faster and sexier than the competition. So do the right thing for your business and use rapidapplicant.com for all your hiring needs. And if you act now, you can use the discount code MUFFDIVER2019 for your first month free. That's special code MUFFDIVER2019 for your first month free at rapidapplicant.com. Happy hiring. And we are back from our first beer break. I'm drinking the same thing because I had a giant-ass beer. Dave is also drinking the same beer. Lauren Jane's drinking a new beer. But before we introduce her new beer, can you rate your beers? Either of you? Ah, shit. My beer. <laughs> you both just stared at me. <laughs> I know. Oh, well, I, oh can... I thought you said, can you reach your beer? No, no, no. Rate. Like, yeah, dude. That, it's, I keep it in arm's length. Yeah, How right? am I supposed to drink it? <laughs> now that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, Robbie, since you went first last time, uh, why don't you go last now? I can do that. Perfect. <laughs> do that. Yeah, fuck you, right, Robbie. So, Lauren. Mm. Continue. Oh, me? I get to go first? Great. Okay. So I was drinking... <laughs> I was drinking recurring theme. 
Um, and I would give it a 3.7. It was delicious and sour, and I didn't not like anything about it. Uh, but it's not my absolute favorite. Definitely would get it again. Who makes that? It is Honest Weight Artisan Beer from uh, in Orange, Massachusetts. Honest Weight? Honest Weight. And it's a, I don't know if I ever said what the, <clears throat> the alcohol volume was, but it's a 5% ABV. You did. I think you did. I did? Yeah, pretty sure. All right. Well, again, it's a 5% ABV and I would give it a 3.7. It's cool. really good. Dave? All right. So uh, this is out of five, I assume. Yes. Okay, so that wasn't just a garbage rating. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. right. Yes, so, yes, this is out of five. <laughs> I I really, really like this beer. Uh, I think, so I could drink this probably uh, every night. And I, wow. I think I would, I give this like about a 4.7. Oh, it's just shit. about, this is, the, this is I, I love wheat beers. Like I said, I love Hef's. And uh, this is a beer. It's it's got a wonderful taste. It's really it's it's not too strong. It's kind of light, um, and I just want to keep drinking it. Uh, we're probably going to need another beer break here in about thirty seconds because I'm just going <laughs> to slam this thing. Yes. It's it's great. It re- it really is. So I give it a yeah. I give it about a four point. S- what did I say? Four point seven. Seven. Yep. Yeah. 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 Four point seven five. Nice. That is yeah. Very wow. Getting up to about four point eight. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, I like that. It's that good. Yeah. All right, Robbie, what what do you have to say? All right, I drank Sierra Nevada's Otrevez Trip to the Woods, their barrel-aged version. I enjoy this beer very much. This is definitely like a summertime beer, but it's not like your normal barrel-aged beers where it's just heavy and you can only drink a little bit. It's 9, 10, 11% alcohol. Like, no, total opposite. Super light, super easy. And I'm going to have to go with the same as Dave. I'm going to have to go 4.75. Oh wow. my god. This beer is very enjoyable. I wish wow. they had all the time or just like in regular stores. I think you can only get these at the brewery. I've never seen them anywhere else. Yeah, they're Trip to the Woods series, but yeah, this is pretty fucking amazing. Even on the um the beer collectible, like I haven't seen them on there at all. No, because nobody wants to get rid of them. <laughs> they're so fucking yeah, good. They're good. I still have another one in the fridge, but it's not the Ultraviz. It's the maple maple scotch ale. You should bring that home, like when you come, and we could like split. I could just it. split it or something. <laughs> we could just like split. I could just get like a little taste. Oh a little my taste. god! <laughs> so yeah, four point seven five. We're gonna take these ratings. We're gonna throw them into the Untapped app. You can find us under the Brew Interviews. You can what is it? Friend request? What is it? Follow us. I don't remember how it works. You just you follow us. You follow you us. Follow us on Untapped, and you look at our ratings, and you say, "Yeah, I like that <laughs> shit." Here's my rating. You agree and disagree, and then Steph. Puts ratings from Burger King, apparently, because that's what she does. Yeah. Oh, we just put another one, too, the other day. From, from Burger King. Or something. <laughs> no, no. We, we picked a totally different place because we were at work drinking. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, they drink at work. Isn't that fucking, it's fucking bullshit? It's after, it's after hours. We're done working. Bullshit. We all just gather in the kitchen. Bullshit. I messaged Steph at work, and it's like 2 in the afternoon. I'm like, what are you guys up to? She's like, oh, we're just drinking beer. <laughs> yeah, 2 in the afternoon for you. It's no, 5 o'clock for us. No, 2 in the afternoon us. for you guys. <laughs> no. No, we were going to drink beer. We drank beer last Thursday? God damn Friday? Fucking Thursday? Alcoholics. I don't know. We drank beer one day. It was great. Ugh, I had something from uh, Aeronaut Brewing in uh, Somerville, Mass. It was fucking delicious. Yes. Hop, hopping away. So good. What are you drinking now, Lauren? Uh, well, since I'm the only one with a new beer, um, I'm drinking... I have a new beer. <laughs> oh. Well, a, di- oh. a new different Oh, you beer. mean like a new... Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't Words have, have another meaning, one of these. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, I have to remember who I'm talking to. Um, I'm drinking Tropical Galaxy from uh, Almanac Beer Company. It is a galaxy dry hopped sour farmhouse ale aged in oak barrels with pineapple, mango, lime, and coconut. And it is a 6.4%. And it is so, Oh my good. god, 6.4. Sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah. Really no, Did you hear up. all those adjectives? <laughs> yeah, the more adjectives, yeah, the more like money that? it costs. <laughs> <coughs> um, it you, you really like your uh, your, your oak barrel aged beers, huh? Yeah. Oh, I guess I am drinking a few. Well, I've had this in my fridge for maybe a month, and I I really wanted to drink it because it it just looks really cool. It's got like a robot carrying a surfboard on the beach, and Saturn's rings are around it. Look at that! Look at that bottle art. Isn't that beautiful? She only picked it because it said Almanac on the front. No, I picked it because it said Galaxy, and it's dry hopped with Galaxy Hops, and Galaxy Hops are my favorite hops. Yeah, but you have to match well, the theme. Well, uh, my beer came in a can, and I'm going to smash <laughs> it on my forehead when I'm done, so... <laughs> Will you record it and send it to me, please? Yeah, that's views right there, man. <laughs> Great. Deal. Page, um, Patreon exclusive content. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see D.L. Jennings smash a fucking beer can on his head, go donate to our Patreon. <laughs> Just like college. <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I was so good at not going to class in college. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, that's I definitely had my fair share of Natty Ice and the yep. Beast. Oh my God. I wish I had done beast. more in college. God damn it. J. Cole uh, asked me to party with him, and I said no. J. Cole, okay. J. Cole? <laughs> we yeah, had a, we had a J. Cole came singer? to Keith State, and he's like, hey, do you and your friends want to come to our after party? I was like... I don't know who you are. I have class at 8 a.m. Who was in your group of friends <laughs> that he wanted to fuck, though? Uh, I think her name was Emily. There you go. That's why you were invited. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, obviously, you didn't want to fuck me. Are you kidding? I don't take no offense to that. <laughs> but I could have been like, yo, I partied with J. Cole before he was famous. But I was like, nah, I got an 8 a.m. class. I can't party. <laughs> You were so responsible. Wow. Oh, I regret it every day of my life. Yeah, what? Why aren't I that responsible now? <laughs> I watched her. I'd have been like, the... yes, I'll party three days in a row with you. I watched her no, drunk college... a whole block of cheese in college. So what? responsible is He's I don't know what you're wrong. talking about. <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> right. Thank you. I love cheese. <laughs> God. It is a miracle to me that you're dating someone. I I just. You know, Robbie, it's a miracle to me, too. You describe yourself, like, every week, and it's just like, it's like a laundry list of horrible things about yourself. And you're just like, what are you... It's because her weirdness matches my weirdness. It's perfect. I think she's settling. Love is blind, and it can't smell cheese farts. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it can smell cheese farts. <laughs> it smells beer farts, too, and oh. she still loves me. God. so bad for Dan. That is love. <laughs> she, just, she just stood up and goes... <laughs> <laughs> giving you the face l'amour. <laughs> let's get back to why we're here oh, oh yeah, we're recording <laughs> yeah we are totally recording we'll edit that part out that. <laughs> oh, yeah. also can i just quickly say that this beer tastes like um uh pineapple juice without like the juiciness of it it's like that straight pineapple flavor without being like thick like if you look at it like it looks like pineapple juice without like the yeah that looks like juice which one is that again yeah it's tropical galaxy <laughs> yeah that sounds great i like pineapple yeah 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 
I feel like I could drink that. But it's not wheat. Yeah. No, you'd like no, if you not. like pineapple. So. If you like pineapple juice, you would like this beer. I'm I'm excited for it to it warm up because I think garbage. it'll get Thank it'll you. get better. <laughs> send him one. He'll just pour it in a video. Just dump it. <laughs> yeah. Just oh man. Send you a snap of me just dumping it out. Thanks for the God recommendation, Lauren. I've done yeah. it. Don't worry. Uh, fuck that. No. <laughs> oh man. So we were talking about Dave's book, Gift of the Shaper. And before we did this interview, of course, I did my research and I looked up old interviews, you know, old old podcast things you've done. Very embarrassing. You should be ashamed. Anyway. Oh <laughs> no, god, kidding. I am. Oh, you were you were great on there. I was young and I was young and needed the money. <laughs> young and the money. Still do. <laughs> Not that video. I wasn't gonna That's bring that up. That's what she said. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> So you said in another podcast interview that you didn't want Gift of the Shaper to just be another stereotypical fantasy novel, which Lauren and I can kind of relate to with this podcast. We just didn't want to be a run-of-the-mill like everybody else. So how important that was? How important was that to you when like finishing this book? And do you think you've actually done that? Do you think you've separated yourself from the rest of the? Fantasy I really world? do, and that and yeah, thanks for bringing that up because that's that's really important because. You know, like I said, I grew up, I, I read so much fantasy when I was a kid, and I didn't want to be just another Tolkien ripoff. You know, it's yeah. like, man, that um, orcs and dwarves and elves has been done to death, in my opinion. And it's like, oh, I mean, I literally, I I, uh, I, I look at books, and sometimes I'll, um, you know, I'll, I'll buy books just based on the... Uh, you know the title or the cover art mm-hmm. like if it's in the fantasy s- section man like that's my jam I love fantasy books so I'm like the kind of dude who can it's like same thing with shopping for metal bands it's like all right this band is called face punch and there's a picture of a dragon breathing fire on the tight <laughs> on, on the cover I'm buying this it's like yeah. you can you can tell a lot about the, you know your favorite genre by uh, the name and the, and the cover art so I'm 100% that kind of guy and uh, I picked up this book, and it was called The Summoner or something like that. And I was like, oh, cool. And I really like the synopsis. And I was reading it. Man, I'll tell you what. I made an Amazon account just so I could log in and give this book two stars because I thoroughly did not enjoy it so much <laughs> that oh, I was shit. like, it angered me. I was like, <laughs> oh, Because oh. it was, you know, he just recycled that, that same trope. Yeah of uh of orcs and elves and dwarves and he did it poorly and i was like i do not want to do that i consciously i was like i don't want to be the the guy who who just rehashes an old classic i want to venture forth and do something different right. so um you know when i was writing gift of the shaper i i made sure like i was like all right well we got humans and uh what else do we have so uh i basically made there's like two other two other like sub races of humanity called the Athrani and the Kith. And they're, they're the magic users in the universe. And I wanted to differentiate them from humans in some way. So, uh, I was like, you know how, what's some way, if you were just looking at a character, you wanted to be able to tell that he's a Thrani. It's like, well, how about I start with the eyes? So I made the Athrani have different colored eyes. Like, so they're like, um, how a normal person is going to have their uh, the colored iris. The Athrani has, like, instead of having the white around their eye, they have a, sec- a second color, yeah. which I called the ring. So, and that's, like, uh, it's really important in in their culture. It's, like, uh, you know, how thin or how thick your, your 
ring is on your eyes like determines like how powerful your your link to the other world is and how like how good of a magic user you are and stuff like that um whereas the kith also have like a different uh, sort of flavor of eye basically it's like uh i liken it to you know how like if you were to drop uh dye in some water and swirl it around and how it's got the, like that smoky sort of uh quality to it yeah. that's how i picture their eyes it's like you know these like it's like smoky and swirling and mysterious and stuff like that and it's just like really unnerving so you can never really tell if they're looking at you which like really would sort of freak you out could you imagine that like, just a, like, like a cross-eyed person you just don't know who they're talking to exactly <laughs> oh my god yeah that's the, got that's a lazy exactly eye like, one's looking over here one's looking over just, there it's, it's not that scary <laughs> yeah, yeah. not as scary as a cross-eyed person but uh yeah it's a, it, it's up there um but yeah uh, you know, it was like I, I wanted to um, make sure I had these like, I mean, they're sort of like uh, r- races and stuff like that, you know, because I love that sort of aspect about fantasy. It's like you the only limit is your imagination yep. as a writer. And it's like um, I want to have the, a world that's exciting and relatable um, that doesn't necessarily rehash the same old tropes. Yeah, I agree. That's pretty awesome. There's no there's no restrictions. There's not somebody on the other side going, that's not historically accurate. You know, that didn't happen in 1920s New York. You're like, fuck you, buddy. Like, I'm going to do what I want. Well, now it did. Yeah, now it did. <laughs> yeah, I said so, <laughs> motherfucker. Have you, have you done any, like, concept art for your book? I haven't. I'm not the artistic type, but I have had friends who have... Uh, um, you know, like shown s- sketches to me and yeah. stuff like that, which I think is like the coolest thing ever. Cause like, I can't draw for shit, yeah. man. Like I have trouble playing hangman because I can't draw stick figures. So it's like, like this is I'm- an arm. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Dude. No, it's, it's terrible. Like, like fan art is like my, what I'd like to achieve. Like, cause I think that's the coolest thing. I don't care about like, you see some of those shows and podcasts that get sent gifts and whatever. It's like, I don't give a shit about that. I want fan art. Cause that's fucking awesome. Dude. I think I said this before, like in our early episodes, I was like, fan art is where it's at. So I can imagine Hell as like a yeah. fantasy author getting fan art would be fucking amazing. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if any of your listeners out there are artists, um, yeah. you can email me at Dave at DL dash Jennings.com. And, uh, We'll talk art. We'll talk Let's, art. Uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll get you a little something. Maybe feature you in the uh, in the next book. Yeah. <laughs> you hook him up with Kristen and Carol. It'd be. Yeah, Kristen Carol. Uh, it's the woman who designed our logo, our newest logo. Really. She's she's very cool. She's got that cool like trippy, unique like acid trip style that I fucking love. Yeah. She does a lot of the the can art for our, for my favorite brewery, Branch of Blade. Yeah, but. yeah, I reached oh, out to her. She's, awesome. she's super nice too. So yeah, that's actually not <laughs> not a bad option. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, no, I, lo- I love stuff like that, man. It's like if if something ever like inspires you to create, you know, it's like how Robert Jordan inspired me to write. It's like you know, uh, to to be on the receiving end of something like that is just like the coolest thing. Yeah, it really is. We need some fan art, Lord. Uh, well, don't tell me. Tell our fans. Fans. Oh, yeah, that's um, a good we're idea. Putting, we're putting out a call to you now. If you are artistic or not artistic, please send us some fan art. Thank you. <laughs> you say artistic or autistic? I can't tell. Well, whatever. A little bit of both. <laughs> if you're both, I mean, you, if you're yeah. on the artistic spectrum. <laughs> the artistic spectrum. <laughs> Hi. I laugh, but I work with some of those people. <laughs> Oh no! I worked with a guy. He was on the computer, and he was drawing something in like MS Paint, 
not like not doing work. And we're like, what are you doing? I envy him. And we look, and he's drawing the most <laughs> detailed picture of a dick on oh, MS Paint. He I, went he went full super bad. Oh my god. I was just gonna say, just like that kid in Super Bad who just had that affinity for drawing dicks. But on MS Veiny Paint. glorious monster. Yeah. <laughs> A veiny triumphant bastard. That's fancy. <laughs> and I was like, God oh, was damn. he drawing fan art for your book? I don't. Yeah, that... do you want dicks for your no. book? We can get some dicks. <laughs> I draw a mean dick. I'm not all I'm saying. Lauren knows. He did. He wrote me. Send a, he, it. Robbie made me a whole business card. Surprise penis productions, and yeah. it had a dick drawn on it. A surprised dick, might yeah. I add. Was, uh, Those are the best kinds. <laughs> so if we ever start a movie yes. production company, it's going to be Surprise Penis Productions. I don't oh, know it's if beautiful. anyone will accept that as a production <laughs> name, Robbie. I don't. I don't think you can have a penis in there. We'll blur it out. Surprised <laughs> Willie Productions. I don't. <laughs> you just make animated porn. I'm not worried about it. Oh no. So if you want to send pictures of your dick to Dave. It's at, <laughs> what is it? He already gave you his email. It's, you just read 15 minute, 15 second back a few times. You'll find it. That Don't was worry his business email though. This is at uh, uh, big dick Dave at hotmail.com. Just send it. <laughs> this is going to be the, the best or worst said. week of my life. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just a bunch of dicks. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to rate them next time I come on your show. Okay. <laughs> I love a follow. We'll, rate, we'll rate all the dicks. If you get a bunch of dick art for some reason, what number one? Number one, I apologize to begin with, but number two, yes, we'll totally like rate their artistic style of these dicks on the show. That'd be fucking. I absolutely, absolutely will. I promise you that. I'm all about it. Just give me a messages, but you mother. I hope this happens. Now yeah. I'm. I'm actually like in the back of my head. I'm like, oh man, I hope I get some dicks. God, I hope I get some dicks. It's the only time he's ever thought that. He's like, yeah, I want some dicks. <laughs> Second time he's ever thought that. He's been to Afghanistan. He knows. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's true. Boom, roasted. It gets, gets kind of lonely out there. <laughs> That's what roommates are for. Don't right? ask, don't tell. Am I right? <laughs> they, they repealed that. That doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> no, he reinstated that shit. He doesn't want anyone gay in the military. I'm not. I gonna like how you politics. say he, like you're talking about me. Yeah, like yeah. you're accusing. Oh, I'm me sorry, Trump. 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 At our okay, our yeah, chief like, command, whatever. Just so your listeners are aware, that I had blob nothing that's to in do the White House. No. Dave has so much power. He was just like, nope, done with yeah, this. They, yeah, bring the gay thing back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While we're at it, let's bring back separate water fountains. I like it that way. It's just it's better. Oh no. <laughs> I, that wasn't me. That joking. was Dave. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks for making me into a racist. <laughs> All right. So you're booked. <laughs> <laughs> your publicist is going to love that one. I can oh, take God. that out. We're going to have to cut all this out. We're not out. sending it to her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Smart. <laughs> oh, uh, so as That's... someone who does not read fantasy i really enjoyed listening to you read your book um i really appreciated that there weren't trolls and orcs um and all of the i don't read a lot of fantasy but i i like i've had uh lord of the rings read to me like i read a couple fantasy books not my favorite genre 
real I bought your book after I listened to you read it because I thoroughly enjoyed it and I want to continue listening to it or reading it. I really appreciated that you didn't go in that direction with all of your characters. I really liked the um can't remember the cat, the cat like creatures. The Kinari. Kinari, thank yeah. you, thank you. I wanted to call them the uh not the kith, the um the other one, but that's okay. So I <laughs> yeah. I really liked that you went in a different direction with with the type of character that you chose. I had so much fun doing that the audiobook. It was like I'd never I'd never attempted it before, but it was really funny because when I was a kid, uh, I actually have a very vivid memory of real early on. It was like second or third grade. Like they went around and uh, the teacher was like, "What do you want to do when you grow up?" And I I seriously I still remember this to this day because it was just like. I was such an idiot and I was so like the stupidest kid. But I my answer was basically like, you know, I gave some it was like, I want to be on the radio because I like doing weird voices. And like I literally did like a, a weird voice with it because I was a stupid kid. Like I was an, I was I got no, laid you were for the first yeah, child. just like I was a unique <laughs> child. Like it took me until my twenties to finally figure out like how to date women. Yeah. It was like real bad, like awkward, just teenage Same. kid. Yeah, yeah. I'm a thirty year old <laughs> teenager. It's terrible. But you know, it was like but I always had that sort of passion for like that desire to um like to do voices and to do like voice acting. So this was actually like an excuse for me to do that. And it was like the perfect excuse too. It was like you know, if nobody's going to hire me to do voice acting, fuck it. I'll write a book and I'll do it myself. Right. You know, it was like I took I'll matters take the into long my road, own motherfucker. Hand. <laughs> I definitely it was a long con, baby. And it, <laughs> but it was so fun. Yep. Like I literally um, I transformed my closet in my house to uh, a recording studio. You know, I put up the. Um, Acoustic that, uh, foam? The, you know, acoustic foam, yeah. I did. I Dude, I bought it. It was like, you know, 20 bucks on Amazon or whatever. I bought the whole lot of it. And, um, you know, I'd lock myself in my in my, <laughs> in my my closet for four or five hours at a time just recording. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd come out. I'd do like a chapter or two at a time. And it was like, it was exhausting. But by God, was it satisfying. So And worth it because uh, I, I loved it. I honestly, because... I never read like the Harry Potter books for myself. My dad read them for me. And hearing voices really helps build like characters for you, I think. Because you could I, if I'm reading, I'm going to I'm going to assign like the type of voice that I think a character should have and build my own my own image of them. But hearing like the author read the book and and like give voices to the characters really helps build that character for the reader or the listener essentially. I think so too, and it's really it's it's definitely funny because I've had a, a couple people who have been like, um, you know, there were two camps. It's like either a they were like that is exactly how I picture that character sounding, or b like I did not picture that at all. Uh, you know, yeah. it was like, <laughs> you, you know, it was like I'm sorry, like I have trouble doing a female voice, so it's like you know, I thought your female voice women, was great. Thank you. You know, it's Mira? all they all Mira, have right? like, deep baritone voices. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Thornton. It's time to go into town. <laughs> and <laughs> no, yeah, it was definitely absolutely me because like all the all the audiobook narrators I'd listen to, you know, all, I should say all the male uh, narrators I'd listen to just do the female voice like the 
oh, well, um, you know, I'm going into town today and blah. You know, it's just a higher pitch. Yeah. That's all they do is they change their voice. I was expecting, you know, to have like a, a cast or whatever. You're going to bring in a cast of characters or a cast of voice actors. No, like any anyone who is uh, ha, ha, listens to a lot of audiobooks is going to tell you there is one narrator and they do all the voices. Yeah. So I was like, all right, we're doing this. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm about to do me some women voices. <laughs> Squeeze my ball sack. I like how you I like how you paused and you were like, I'm gonna do me some women voices. That was the joke, Lauren. Congratulations, you guys. I know it. I liked it. I really liked you it. You didn't have to explain it to us. Well, for, sometimes you gotta explain For your it, dumb listeners out there. Here are all you <laughs> dummies. For all you dummies. Dude, I can I can tell you. That reminds relate. me of my favorite that reminds me of my favorite joke. It's you know what the hardest part about comedy is timing. <laughs> you're <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> yeah. So, so what I did there was I didn't pause yeah. between. Uh, Explain it for the, the dummies. All right, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, where were you on that explanation yeah, right. there? She didn't all right, it, so all okay. right. No, I didn't want to embarrass myself again. God. Again? What are you talking about? This whole podcast is just dedicated to embarrassing you. I don't know if you figured this out yet. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. This is a long con. Yeah, right. <laughs> 40 episodes. So I can totally relate to like the acts, the, the, the voices and stuff like that. Cause I did the same thing all the time as a kid when reading books and Lauren knows I do accents and stupid shit all the fucking time. I love his accents. I love them. And, and it's like, some people are like, how do you get good at certain accents? Like, well, I was a weird child. And when I was sitting <laughs> in the toilet, seriously, when I was sitting in the toilet and read books, I would do the accents out loud for the books for each character. Like a uh, you were, you were no, weirder than I awesome. was. That's such great creativity. I love like that. A, yeah, I just be in the taking a shit, doing a Scottish accent for some reason. My parents are like, "What the fuck is?" Is wrong that why your kid? Scottish accent is so good? Yeah, that sounds like a, a great shit, idea. A great way to develop a voice oh, like that. Hundred percent. Just sit and take a shite. <laughs> that's all I would do, and I, st- I, I still do it. I'm just saying, <laughs> practice. I was. Uh, when I was recording, there was I have a couple characters that I did a Scottish accent for, and there would be times when I would feel myself losing the accent and just like and and so I'd stopped and I pulled up a YouTube video. It was like how to do an Edinburgh Scottish accent, <laughs> and it's like this. It's like a a six minute clip in the middle of me recording, and it's just me listening to this guy <laughs> speak in Scottish. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, let's do that. And I just dive back into it. And I feel so bad for the guy who's doing my editing right now because yeah. he has to just barrel just, through all that. You don't, you don't that. pause it's the like, recording? And- <laughs> no, I don't. I don't because I'm amateur. He's like, mm, fuck him. That's funny. He's <laughs> like, because I thought I was going to be doing the editing when I, you know, I thought I was in my head. I was like, I'm just going to do this all by myself. It was like, yeah. I don't really have the budget for you know, paying somebody to go to uh, number one, to go into a recording studio and do this all myself. Um, and number two, like to just pay for uh, post-production or whatever. But I started, I sat down and, and it was, it took me like an hour and a half to do about three minutes of editing on the first chapter. And I was like, well, looks like I'm paying somebody. <laughs> I gave up so easily. It was like, I just, I was like, well, never doing this ever. Uh, then, so I was like, fuck it, man. If I don't pay somebody to do this, the book will never get done. Try doing so. two audio lines at once. It's nope. I know. I was like, Robbie and I decided to do this podcast. I was like, yeah, I'll do all the editing. That sounds great. And I'm like, 
five minutes into the first one, I'm like, nah, fuck it. I don't want, I don't like this. I don't, I don't want to do it. Robbie, respect. we have to alternate. Yeah. You have my deepest respect, Robbie. <laughs> it's fun though. Sometimes it's fun. If uh, yeah. anybody did want to check out the first 10 chapters, they are up for free on my website. That's true. Which is a uh, DL dash Jennings.com. Yeah. Um, They're also on yeah, time. And, and, oh yeah. And that's, that's where it's hosted. In fact. Yeah. And it was like, um, and it was actually my editor's idea to do that um, yeah. because it was like uh, he felt bad because he was actually like he'd been taking a little bit of time. Um, you know, I, I gave him the, the files in like November or whatever. And I was like, ah, oh, cool. We're going to be done by Christmas. Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> it is currently April. So, yeah, he was like, he was like, hey, man, um, let's just put up the first 10 chapters and, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. I was like. Well, like I re-listened to all of them today. I'm ready and raring for more. Oh, awesome. I love it. Has the response been That's good? fantastic. On SoundCloud at all? Yeah, uh, it definitely has. And, yeah, and like I said, man, it makes me so happy to hear back from people who were like, um, you know, they. that's the other thing. It was like some some of my friends were saying, like, you actually have a really good voice for narration and stuff like that. And I was like, I mean, that's I, I can't take credit for that. I was just like, this like, is the voice that. that I speak I with. I was born this way. <laughs> and I was like, I actually wasn't I wasn't expecting your voice to sound the way that it does when I listened to you. Because we hadn't talked before. And Robbie was like, hey, I got a weird we're going to do this interview. Got to go listen to it. And I was like, all right. And I, I was not expecting that voice. You're expecting it, me it, to kind of sound a, like this with yeah, a really yeah. high pitched voice. <laughs> like who'd you hire? Between that and your actual <laughs> voice. <laughs> well, yeah. That, I mean, that brings me to my next question: is like the pe- the picture people have in their heads of a fantasy author is always kind of the the nerdy, the weird, the on their own. I own a bunch of swords that are that I can't use, and I got a bunch of cats. But you don't fit that billet at all. Uh, for those of you that have seen pictures of, of Dave, which I'm sure we'll post a couple. You he's know. buff as fuck. He's got shit tons of tattoos. He's buff as fuck. <laughs> I Look at those muscles. You. Thank you, Lord. Wow. <laughs> You're right. welcome. I saw a picture hey, of you uh, on bring, Instagram bring yesterday, and I was like, God damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, bring Danny back in here. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, she's taking a bath. <laughs> That'll be the test. <laughs> but yeah, you don't, you don't fit that stereotype. I mean, do you get that a lot, though? Like, you just talk to people and you're like, oh, shit, you're a fantasy author? Like, shouldn't you be, like, fucking snapping dudes' necks in Afghanistan? Like, what are you what are you doing here? Absolutely. I, uh, that's, like, one of the, like, the biggest reactions I usually get. It's like, first of all, uh, when they see me and, um, like, I, I, I break a lot of molds, I guess, is, like, number one, because, like, I'm a, I'm a vet, like, um... You know, like I, I spent 10 years under special ops, 14 in the Air Force. And it's like people look at me and they go, you wrote a fantasy novel. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I love Dungeons and Dragons. Come at me, bro. But um, I when I when I first. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. When I post one of my one of my good buddies, um, right when my book was published, um, shared it on the red uh air force subreddit Mm -hmm. and you know i was going through and like i I was looking at the comments and stuff like that and you know i had the i had the picture of me on my website with uh you know it was like the the that's on the jacket cover and it's like me i got like i got like i got my arms crossed and it's like um you know you can kind of see you can tell like i've i've gone to the gym once or twice you know it's like um 
And one of the dudes was looking at it and he was like, all right, I read that you were a linguist and then I see this picture of you and you're built like a JTAC, <laughs> like one of the spe like the special operator yeah. kind of dudes. It's like, I know, man, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I enjoy Dungeons and Dragons and I, I fucking love Marvel comics and I also really like going to the gym. Fucking so it's nerd. like, I am, dude. It's just like, <laughs> but, you know, and that was I, I did this. um I did an interview in D.C. with this company. They're called Heart Threads, and they do, like, um, you know, stories about people, like, stories that are inspiring. So, like, mm -hmm. I was honored in the first place that they asked me to come because they've done, like, some amazing stories, like, really, really cool, like, uh, really inspiring stuff. And Andy was the uh, one of the producers for this segment, and... Um, Andy is a woman's name, by the way, in this in this context. And she she was asking me, she was like, you know, looking at you, it was like the question that you asked me, Robbie, she was like, looking at you, you wouldn't think that you were a fantasy author. Um, you know, what does that kind of um, how how has that sort of affected you? And, you know, like to me, it was the first thing that I thought of was um, I think it's awesome because it just goes to show you that like. Uh, you don't have to be, you don't have to look like a nerd to actually be a nerd. It's like, it's, it's okay to, uh, to enjoy stuff like Game of Thrones and to enjoy stuff like, you know, Lord of the Rings and playing Risk and stuff like that. And to also like be able to tear it up at the gym and like say words like fuck, you know, it's like, <laughs> fuck, you can do all those things. You don't have to pigeonhole yourself into one category necessarily. It's like, um, just because I'm a, I'm a nerd doesn't mean I also like drinking Mountain Dew and like eating, uh, you know, Mountain Dew. <laughs> eating. I don't like drinking Mountain Dew. I don't like eating Mountain Dew. I don't I like just pour it my cereal in the morning. What I'm trying to say is I hate Mountain Dew. I hate Mountain Dew. Oh my Amen. <laughs> no, I always told you because um, I wanted you to use the picture for your book. I think you used the one you had like professional like headshots done, if I remember correctly. I wanted you yep. to use the one with you holding a fucking axe or whatever it was on the back of your shoulder, like fucking Paul Bunyan. I was like, that's the one you got to use. My Facebook profile. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I took that with like, I took that with a, a, a front facing iPhone timer in Africa when I was deployed. Seriously. It was like, Damn. Every, yeah. And everyone was like, oh my God, where was this photo shoot? And I was like, nah, it's a timer. I, I put it on a, a box of matches. <laughs> Seriously. You're like I did it myself. Cell phone cameras Low are budget. crazy, so you might as well, right? Hell Dude, yeah. Dude, seriously, like especially with that the new like portrait mode, yeah. it makes everybody look like a professional photographer now. We get a lot of compliments it's on our nuts. photos on Instagram. Yeah. And it's like we just use a fucking I use an iPhone, she uses a Google Pixel, I think, right? So uh, Google Pixel yeah, too. Like, yeah, that's I'm it. Like that's all it is. There's no special thing going on here. I mean, we do a little bit of editing sometimes, but it's like that's not <laughs> It's a phone. That's so crazy. Just, I'm so good at taking pictures. That's <laughs> so good at taking pictures. Hey, I got commented that's... on today, I think. I know. Robbie, that's kind of how I feel. You've upped your picture game. <laughs> it's great. That's like, how, I mean, that's how I feel about my voice. It's like, I don't, I'm not doing anything special. It's like, I just, this is the voice that I have. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I can't take like credit was, for it. I was born with the voice of a god. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone told me it was like, it's, it was like someone is dripping liquid gold into my ears. And I was like, you do have a lovely that's, that's voice. The, that's the effect I was going. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Lauren. I, she compliments I really everybody. Don't that. take it seriously. <laughs> well, listen. 
Ah, uh, okay. I'm tr- I only give <laughs> well, compliments where compliments are due. You know what, Robbie? You know what? You can just sh- you can just shut your face. Yeah, Robbie. No one wants to listen to you here, anyway. Oh bullshit! You know what? Here, I'm gonna know. chug in your face. I'm gonna yeah. take another beer break. How do you feel about Listen, that? I I also need another beer break. So fuck you, Robbie. What the hell's wrong with you? Okay, maybe hold. Give me a sec. <laughs> chug, chug, chug. Oh, here's your here's your chug, here's your bonus chug, footage. Chug, Let chug. me. Uh... Oh. All right, who's got a camera? Who wants to? Should oh, I record wait. this? I'm gonna smash wait, this wait. against my forehead. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Are you? I'm actually gonna. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I went Don't. to college. I'm telling you, Lauren, man, you I do it. Do my this. phone's off. Hold I'm on, a professional. hold on, hold on. All right, hang on. I got mine too. All right, it's recording. I'm ready. All right. Good lord. Is it empty? Let's. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. It was a, there it, it is. It was a lot bigger there than it I. Is. It was a <laughs> lot bigger than I thought. Oh. That's what she said. Oh. <laughs> it's only high class yes. here. Does on that the look cool? <laughs> did, did that look cool? I'm so excited. <laughs> As the blood trickles yeah, down. Yeah, it did look cool. <laughs> is that cool, guys? It just... Oh. Yeah, it was actually... I, I'm used to doing it with a... Oh, do I have a mark? Oh, yeah, there's... Yeah, there's a little mark. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's pretty awesome. No, I can do it with, like... It, it works with, like, 12-ounce cans, but this, like... That was, like, a 40-ounce. Yeah. It's a big one. You do have a little bit of a... <laughs> a little bit of a... a oh, it's bleeding. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Is it bleeding? Oh. Damn, you it crushed is it, bro. <laughs> yes! We're hardcore here on the Brew Interviews. Fuck yeah. Oh. Is, <laughs> hey, right, I'm going to get another beer. I'll be back. This is the first blood on the podcast since Lauren had her period about two days ago. So we're good. <laughs> yeah, this is impressive. Last week. <laughs> All right. He's going to go clean up his uh, forehead, and I'm going to get a new beer. Robbie's going to get a new beer. Um, so here we go. Beer break. Go. Do you like eating? Do you like booty? Mm. Then you need to call 1-800-EAT-BOOTY. Booty. At 1-800-EAT-BOOTY, you can experience a one-at-one intimate session with one of our highly trained and highly sexy booty-eating specialists. Whether you call it eating booty, analingus, sucking the sewer pipe, or playing the rusty trombone, it doesn't matter. We can assist you in all your booty needs. That's 1-800-EAT-BOOTY. And if you call now and use our special safe word brew interviews, the first five minutes are totally free. That's safe word brew interviews. Come join us and maybe eat some booty. And we are back from our beer break. Lauren and I have new beers. Dave is still drinking the same. What is it called? Gator Funky Buddha Floridian. Funky Buddha, motherfucker. (laughs) Way off. I thought it was something with gators. It's Florida. I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> Lauren, you last had the Tropical Galaxy from Almanac Brew Beer Brew Beer Company. I'm just. Gonna, I'm going to edit <laughs> that to make Al- that sound right. From Almanac Beer Company. <laughs> Almanac Beer Company. Can you give it an accurate rating? Yeah, I would. Um, this beer, literally, I would give it the same description I gave it when I first started drinking it. It was pineapple juice without the juiciness. It, it was kind of like drinking a pineapple soda. I, I really didn't pick up any of the other like mango, lime, coconut flavors. Like it just tasted like pineapple to me. Um, but I would give it like a 3.1. It was really good and I would absolutely get it again. 3.1. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a, it was, it's a beer that you could really use in like a Rattler, which is like a, like uh, a, ooh, a, a liquor, tequila, a right? liquor beer. 
No, Rattler is like it, it. So it's it's mainly like um a beer liquor mix. Yeah, but I thought the liquor was tequila. It no, doesn't it doesn't have to have be. To be I've, had, I've had one with gin. Really? And it was actually yeah. really good, which is like, I mean, usually gin is like drinking a Christmas tree, but like this one was actually pretty good. I love gin. Yeah. I made, I made actually for that, for the, for the, um, the beer thing that I did for my parents down in Florida. Yeah. Um, I did part limoncello and part, it was a stone face raspberry, uh, all the raspberries and blackberries sour. So I did like a floater of raspberry and blackberry sour on top of limoncello with a little bit of soda water in it. It was fucking delicious. Like that's, that's a good Rattler. Like this is absolutely a beer that I would use in Rattler. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Now we have two brand new beers that we're going to introduce pretty quick. Uh, now I am drinking Crusher from the Alchemist. A lot of, you know, craft beer, you know, the Alchemist based out of Vermont. This is an 8% American double IPA. And I think this is the first time I've ever had this one. I don't think I've ever had Crusher before. I did I have that was this one on the show? I don't oh, know, I, but I don't think I had that one on the show. I definitely yeah. brought it down to a Super Bowl party and had it there. I'm trying to see when this um, was canned because this has been in my fridge since uh, for a long time. Probably the same amount of time that the one that I had was in there. Like fucking <laughs> like last August or some crazy shit like that yep. like last year. And it's still fucking good. It's still really good. So yeah. Good job, Alchemist. None of your beers go bad, that's for sure. <laughs> I actually, my coworker today came down from the Burlington office and he brought me some Focal Banger and uh, Heady Topper. I so. saw. I saw. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Crusher's pretty damn good. It's your pretty much run-of-the-mill IPA in terms of like taste, like hoppiness and all that kind of stuff, but it's got its own uniqueness. But it's Alchemist, so it's quality every single time. Lauren, yeah. what are you drinking? Um, so I am drinking Dragon Juice. Um, it's an IPA from Untold Brewing in Situate, Mass. Thank you, Steph. Um, <laughs> it's a 6.4%. Uh, and it is... Uh, was it aged in an oak barrel? <laughs> it was not. I almost, I literally almost picked a beer that was aged in an oak barrel. And I was like, mm, Dave's going to make fun of me for this one. I'm not going to pick that. <laughs> I can't take any more bullying. Um, oh god, just, so much oak. Everyone's just beating so me oak. down. <laughs> um so they had joined forces with Hophead Farms um and Proximity Malt to create a hazy tropical IPA destined for mythological lore. Um I love it. It's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, it's very appropriate. That's, wow, that is oh a boring God. can, that's for sure. Thank you. No, well, <laughs> was I boring as like fuck. the can art. I like it. I don't care what you say, Robbie. It's called the Dragon Juice? The malts are Pilsner. Yeah, Dragon Juice. It's really good. Um, it has, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say this. S-T-Y-R-I-A-N. Styrian? Spell it. Styrian? Styrian? Yeah, that's one of the Lannisters from yeah. uh, Game of Thrones, I think. Yeah. Great. Styrian <laughs> Dragon and Centennial uh, Hops. And it has Pilsner and white wheat malts. That sounds delicious. delicious. Does sound good. It is. It is. It's it's bitter, uh, which is great. I like bitter. You would enjoy my life then. It's. <laughs> Badoom ching. <laughs> Can I get a rim shot? Um, <laughs> it's bitter and juicy, um, and it if definitely writing, has has a tropical. If taste. writing doesn't work out for me, then neither will comedy. Oh. <laughs> oh. I think you need this one. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Um, but it's great. 
So nice. that's that's where I'm at. You want to try it? Cool. Speaking of bitter, we were talking about Dave's book. <laughs> <laughs> Unfulfilled promises. Um, another question. An I untold had. story. I've had I've had actually a couple. I wouldn't call them friends. I've had associates who have been authors before. And if you can't you can't see what I'm doing, I'm doing air quotes right He's now. He's air quoting. They are authors. You wrote a yeah, book. You, Congratulations. You need to you drip know. with sarcasm. Yeah, there right. <laughs> but none of them have been award-winning authors. You've won multiple awards. More than one. Yeah. Was it two? Was it more than one? <laughs> You've been nominated. Was, How many fucking one, awards have you won? I won one, I and I was a finalist for a second one. Okay. You want to talk Runner about that? Runner up. Which was, which was, uh, it was awesome, man. I, I was, de- I debated on whether or not to like frame it and put it up because they they mail you the certificates for it and stuff like that. Okay. So you know, I, why the fuck did I you? A, did you? Oh, I definitely did. I did. <laughs> Hell you know, yes. I, Be proud of yourself. I'll be totally honest. Like I, it's. I am very bad at self-promotion, and I don't like to brag about myself. I really don't. Like, d- despite how I might come across in this podcast. <laughs> I Racist. actually, like, um, yeah, just like, <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty awesome. No, actually, it really, it really does bother me. So, like, to, um, that's probably why I haven't, like, fully succeeded, and, and like, and, and I'm not a, like, uh, full-time professional author. It's just, like, that stuff bugs me, man. I'm just, like... I want my work to speak for itself. I don't yeah. want to have to go and beat over, beat people over the head and be like, you should read this because it's really fucking good. And it's just like, I want people to talk about it. Um, but I actually, I literally, I, I got the uh, the certificates in the mail and uh, I snapped a couple of my friends and I was like, uh, yeah, hey, I got this. Like, should I, should I frame this? And every single one of them was like, fuck yes. <laughs> Put that up. Like, can you get it blown up? Like, that's awesome. Put yeah. that up on your wall. So... Yeah, I won the. It was really awesome timing. Like, I mean, like auspiciously amazing timing. Uh, I separated from the Air Force on November twentieth of twenty eighteen, and I found out I had won the Beverly Hills uh, Book Award on November nineteenth of that year. So, like, literally the day before, like, I woke up, my you know my phone went off or whatever. I woke I wake up, roll over in bed, and I feel it vibrating or whatever. I'm like. It's weird. Who's emailing me at like three in the morning or whatever? Yeah. And it was like Assholes. when the results had just come out. Assholes, exactly, is who it was. <laughs> and and if you're listening, Beverly Hills Awards. That's <laughs> you, what how I dare you, you give me an award in the morning? <laughs> how dare yeah, you, you fucking dick? <laughs> People are slits the work week. I'm an yeah, author. <laughs> so and and I woke up and I was like, it took me like ten minutes to process. Yeah. I looked at it. I put my phone back down, and then I was like. <sighs> Oh my god! And I looked. I picked it back up. I was like, "Oh my god! I won an award!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I was not at all expecting it. Yeah. Like, right? Like, this was my first book that I ever wrote. I didn't, you know. Everyone says I didn't go in this to win awards, and I exactly did not go into this to to win awards. Like, I wrote this because I love fantasy. I love writing, and it was just like a passion project, and it still continues to be a passion project for me. And it was like, "Oh my god! This is." This is actually real. Like, that was the moment I felt validated, Mm -hmm. right? It was like, holy shit, not just my friends who were telling me, you wrote a really good book. It was like, it was more than that. It was like a panel of judges who sat down and they were like, you know what? This is actually a really good story. Let's give him a piece of paper that says so. (laughs) Let's give give him this recyclable thing he can throw away if he really wants to, but he didn't. He didn't. And he kept it and he framed it. So I did it. listen to my friend's advice. It's hanging up. Um, and it's really cool because they uh, – so I worked with uh, an artist 
who, um, if you've ever gotten a tattoo, that is exactly how designing a book cover goes. It's like you go into them with an, an idea and mm -hmm. you're like, hey, I want this on, on the cover. And they're like, how about this? And you're like, that's nothing like what I just <laughs> described. What are we doing here? So, you know, you go back, you go back and forth a couple times. But the artist was gracious enough. Her name is Chris Jean Guenard. It's like it's French. And I swear to get. Yeah, it's Oof. exactly how it it's spelled, how it sounds. What is it again? So <laughs> it's Jean Guenard. It's J-E-J-E-A-N-G-U-E-N-A-T. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, lost me at this. Yeah, crazy. just how it sounds. Jean yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's a, yeah, Jean. I actually I had never met her, so I I'm only totally assuming it's probably Jean Guinot. Yeah, right. And she's <laughs> and she's listening like she's like, oh, he's butchering my name. Yeah, yeah. He's an award winning idiot. We'll tag her. We'll tag her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. But she was gracious enough to gift me the original painting for the for what Aww. became my cover. So that's. That's, that's cool. framed and that's hanging up in between the. Uh, it was a finalist award for the best book awards of 2018, and on the right hand side, it was the Beverly Hills Book Award, which I won, um, which is amazing. That is I'm, fucking and, amazing, yeah, dude. It so was, basically, I'm so you're stoked, just crushing man. life. Just crushing life <laughs> and crushing pussy. Let's have days. Crushing, crushing, crushing That's how I live man. every day, my friend. <laughs> crushing life, crushing pussy. We can't take anything <laughs> seriously here. God damn it! Every time. We start That's getting serious and emotional. In, We're just Robbie. like, we got to bring pussy or dildos or butt plugs or something. But I'm okay with it. That's honestly why I like this That's show. called avoidance. <laughs> we didn't want to be boring. We're just like you. We didn't want to be stereotypical. <laughs> Dude, totally. Come on. That's fun, man. <laughs> to give the people what they want. Yeah. No, that's awesome, though. Yeah, you don't hear a lot about... Uh, a lot about authors, like their first book winning an award. I mean, that's... It's like... It's like a rough draft for your career, almost, if you think about it, right? But you fucking Ooh. nailed it on your first go. I like to think so, man. Yeah. I, I do. And it was like, and believe me, it was it was not me. Like, the, um, you know, a lot of people say that writing is like the most, it's like th the most solitary activity that you can, that one can perform. Yeah. But um, in order to write a book, um it takes more than one pair of eyes and you know i had to have beta readers and test readers and i got so much feedback from friends awesome. um yeah which is like I, honestly in my opinion which is why it's anywhere near like the good quality caliber that uh, of fantasy that it turned out to be because it was like you know the rough draft oh man it was a mess it was just like <laughs> you know i was i was head hopping and it was like you know something that you're not supposed to do something that like frank herbert from dune is like the only guy who's ever written an like an omniscient narrator and done it well and it was yeah. like and i tried to pull that off dude it was like a bad fifth grade essay it was it was like terrible <laughs> it was just like oh man and i had thank god and i listened to my friends who were like maybe tone it down maybe like <laughs> you know <laughs> maybe like reel it in and uh, yeah, let's yeah. stick to one character and i ended up doing that I, I ended up uh telling it sort of like how game of thrones does it if anyone's familiar with uh if anyone has heard of the uh, low selling novel called game of thrones yeah it's um, don't even worry about yeah, it yeah it's small did they make it's that real a it's, TV it's underground it's underground it's underground yeah yeah. Nobody's heard of it. You won't have heard of it. But, you know, it's like they, they anchor in and after a character and they do like a POV <laughs> chapter. And that was how I did mine, too. So Yeah, and it turned out fucking great. Thanks, man. Yeah, I I, I, yeah I've loved it so far. Yeah, exactly. 
I, I knew from the start, like, I'm like, we first met and I was just like, I know this guy is going places. I didn't even know you were an author at that point or, or you were in the midst of publishing, correct? I think you had sent it out or something yes, along those lines. that is correct. Um, we met in Afghanistan and so it's kind of an isolated area. So you kind of get to know people pretty quickly. And for the most part, you kind of leave a lot of people alone because they're weird and you don't want to talk to them. <laughs> but Dave and I were just like, oh, you're fucking weird too. I'm fucking weird. And... Oh, perfect! Exactly. You don't- <laughs> it was it was how our friendship blossomed. And uh, Lauren, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but my favorite story about Robbie is that uh, so I actually got a book from him before he got uh, a book from me. <laughs> exactly. But- <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But he, uh, it was great because uh, so I was I, I I went and I, I we were hanging out in this area. It was called the Talk, and it's like where everybody just hangs out. They watch movies and stuff like that. And I think like Robbie and I were on like opposite shifts or something like that. And somebody came up to me and they were like, Hey, uh, Robbie left this for you. He said he found a copy of your book (laughs) and, and it was, it was, he had taken this like cheesy romance novel. It was like a Nora Roberts, like, like, like mom, mom, it was called like mom loves Pat or something. You know, it was like a, or like mom's mom's dreamy roast or like you know something just like one of those like it's the worst title yeah, yeah. it's really mom bad mom in the pool boy yeah yes. yeah and he had he had put duct tape over the name of the the author and he had markered in DL Jennings and he was like <laughs> And I think he like signed the inside cover of it. And, you know, he, he was like, "I love your work, man. This yeah, yeah. is great." And I still have it. Do you, I still, you still have, have that, that book. fucking book? Oh yeah, I, got I, do. Oh, I do. yes. That's awesome. I didn't actually know that. I didn't know you still had that book. It was really funny because when they came up to me, they were like, "Dude, Robbie found a copy of your book," <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, that's impossible because it has not been published yeah, exactly. yet." And I knew that. I knew it hadn't been published. I was like, "How did he get his hands?" On a copy of my book, and it turns out it was a mockery. <laughs> he was making fun of me like I was an idiot. That was the like, yeah. but in all the best ways, as Robbie does. You don't you don't fuck with people if you don't like them. You know what I mean? Like you, you exactly. Gotta fuck with Robbie calls me a bitch it's all the time. True. I love it. If Robbie <laughs> didn't call me a bitch, I would be like, "What did I do? Are we still friends? What what happened? What's going on?" Bitch. I got called out for that, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck whoever called no, you dude, out I thought for it was you. A, I'd be so sad if you stopped calling yeah. me a bitch. No, I appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah, was, that's what happens when you're you're super fucking bored and you're lonely. You're just like, I'm not oh, fucking dude. with Dave today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, change. oh, this guy I just met. I'm gonna write him a whole book cover. Oh my god! <laughs> and it worked. And it, it totally worked. We were equally embarrassing. And now's the bromance, as everyone can hear. Did you actually say bromance, or did you say romance? I couldn't hear you. Bro, bromance. Bro, uh, okay. She did ba- say bromance. Romance. Yeah, okay. Which guy love Listen, between I'm two three guys. beers deep, and yeah. it's ten o'clock at night on a Monday. Okay. I don't know what you here. want from I don't me. What fuck you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Move to California. Right, it's not um, a fucking problem. Now you said that you started um, writing this book. Because you had a lot of time on your hands, did you I write did. the book from cover to cover, or did you like kind of jump around? Because because the writing style of it, it 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 explains like one scene from like chapter one to like chapter six or whatever, and then it jumps from a 
from from like that storyline to a whole nother storyline. So did you like write these storylines separately or did you write them together? Like, was it one flowing motion? Uh, so I'm what's called a discovery writer. And that's something that uh, I learned from Stephen King, actually. He's, he's one of the more famous discovery writers. And uh, the way that discovery writing works is basically you make up the story as you go along. Mm -hmm. So, and that was exactly how I wrote the entirety of Gift of the Shaper. It was like, I sat down and I'm just, I'm doing a chapter at a time. I'm going, I'm like, okay, I'm here at A and I need to get to B. And uh, basically the details are what's, or or, or what gets, gets filled in between. And it's the most fun way to write in my opinion because it's basically like I am discovering the story as I am writing it so I get to experience all the plot twists that get thrown in there it's like I surprise myself on many occasions oh, it was like oh my god oh my god <laughs> you're like oh, wow oh, I'm so oh, good at oh, writing oh, books oh my god <laughs> wow Dude, I'm so creative that's like, and that's like my favorite is because you know I'll be so I have like a, <laughs> I have this uh, note notepad like on my iPad or whatever that's it's just uh, in the notes section. I have this whole thing. It's 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 literally called plot because I'm not creative at all. And it's like just <laughs> elements that I'll throw in there. He's only at one like, award. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> and it's like I'll throw in. I'll be like, hey, maybe this character does this. And eventually, like, you know, this character maybe does this thing. So I'm writing the scene as I get up to it and I'm like, okay, here's where I'm, I'm setting up the scene. Like, Hey, let's, let's say, uh, they're going to forge some chains or whatever here. And I'm like, okay, here's the scene where they're forging some chains. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, wait a second. What if maybe instead of making chains, they make a sword and uh, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, I, I obviously I'm making <laughs> up like a, off the top of my head here, like an actual scenario that didn't happen in the book or whatever, but it was it's along those same lines. It's like, well, instead of instead of zigging, what if I zag here? And then, you know, so like I like I told you, I am I appreciate fantasy from a reader standpoint. Yeah. So I write I basically write stuff that I think would interest me as a reader. So I'm like experiencing these twists and like um and it's it's totally fun for me, which is like why I really enjoy writing. It's like um, you don't have to. Nothing is predictable. It's like you're you're allowed to call audibles at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. As uh, you know, if I'm going to mix metaphors here with uh, writing and you know all this <laughs> other stuff, that, yeah. but yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> just alienate a whole population. So, I get it, dude. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, it's fun. Uh, in a nutshell, writing is fun. Yeah. And just like Stephen King, he's also a cocaine addict, so that's also pretty awesome. All right. Well, listen, well, Robbie. He, okay, I'll edit that part out, maybe. Probably. He's drinking his beer, so I have to defend him. <laughs> we took a lot of breaks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> a beer break. You don't see the air quotes, but... <laughs> oh, my God. So you said that you started writing this, like, with a beginning and end in mind did that original end ever change for you like it definitely changed it absolutely 100 percent changed uh as your story had, writing went along oh yeah absolutely which is really cool because i was like okay here's where i'm gonna oh man and it was and i'm and as i'm recalling it now again i'm like oh man what a 
what a cool ending that was so fun to write and yeah. it was like you know and that's that's the reader in me that's like experiencing it all over again it was like uh because i was gonna go a totally different way with it you know when i when i had mapped it out sort of and i was like oh this would be a good idea okay this makes logical sense to um to take it to this point but then as i got closer and closer to the ending that i was that i thought i was going to write i was like you know, I sort of told myself, well, that doesn't really make sense here. Um, the only thing that makes sense is to do this other thing, which like, you know, there was um, I sort of went in a different direction that I don't think a lot of people are going to uh, to really expect from the ending. Um, and I've definitely gotten, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I'll just suffice it to say that nobody sees it coming. So um, which obviously it. to me is like is extremely um, you know, it's very satisfying as a writer to, uh, to have somebody say like, dude, I had, I did gobsmacked me. I've somebody used the word gobsmacked. <laughs> Nobody says that. Yeah. Were they a 60 year old? <laughs> when I finish this book, I'm going to message you and I'm going to say, okay, I, I, I got your ending. Now tell me what the OG ending yes. is. <laughs> I was gobsmacked. Cause I want to see how they differ. Yeah, the the OG ending is nowhere near as exciting. Yeah. Good. I'm I'm very excited to hear what the OG ending was. There's a lot more. See sex. how far you developed all of your characters in your story. God damn. So much just centaur porn. Oh, just. There it is. There it is. You can't do centaurs. You said you wanted to be different from everybody else, so you can't have centaurs. Yeah, that's true. They got to be true. something different. Oh man. Centaurs are for the second book. <laughs> the second book. So are you planning on writing book. a second book? Yeah, he's in the middle. Or you know, I actually, I actually finished. I have the first draft already written. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes! How many drafts did be, you uh, go through for your first book? Uh, one. Just All one. <laughs> yeah. So, Fuck. but but to be fair, uh, I went back and I like it took me. I it took me two years to write. And a lot of that was going back and, uh, you know, so it's like, uh, have you, I doubt either of you, and I'm saying this not to insult you, but like, have you ever made dough? Have you ever handmade yes. dough? Okay. Well, Robbie obviously yeah. has definitely. Okay. So, um, you know, I have you also, it over? thank you. So, all right. Soft and approachable. Soft and soft approachable. And approachable. So, soft and approachable. Is that the name of the episode? So, I'm just curious. <laughs> it should be. So it's like you, you, you slam the dough down and you go over it with a rolling pin. That was me. I went over it with a rolling pin a time and time again and flattened it out and made it smooth and made it perfect. I mean, like, I went back over that thing so many times until I finally felt like I had a good first draft. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like I went, I just tore through it in one sitting. You know, it was like, I went back, I wrote a chapter. I'm going to go back and look at that chapter again. R write three more. Go back and look at all four of those chapters, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, like, constantly going back, revising um, so by the time I had a first draft, it was like, it was nearly a completed book at that point. But like I said, it was, it took so many, uh, beta readers to go through and be like, change this. You know, it was, some of it was small changes like, uh, you know, happy to glad or whatever. Yeah. Um, but some of it was major changes like I, uh, these characters fast traveled here. Like do, that doesn't make sense. There needs to be a time break or whatever. So I had to be like, oh. 
right. shit. All right. I got to, I have to stretch some time out somehow. You know, others was like, Hey, it's confusing jumping from head to head here. Let's keep it in one perspective here. So I'd have to go through and be like, Oh God. All right. How can I, cause you know, there's, there's some things that, uh, are revealed from one character's perspective that if you change it to another character's perspective, like, Oh, he smelled, you know, whatever, like the, the walls of the the cave smelled like moss. And it was like, oh, well, shit, all right, well, that guy doesn't, he's outside, he's not going to smell the moss, or whatever. You know, so you can't have that perspective in there. You have to be like, all right, well, either we're cutting that line, or we have to figure out some other way to work it in. So mm-hmm. there was definitely some retooling in there that, that went into it, and there was a lot of heavy revising. Um but it definitely, uh, you know, it was it was one draft all the way, almost all the way through. This is the kind of a wow. I don't, it's not a metaphor, but it's a, it's a a life lesson, I guess, for anything you do. There's always going to be some kind of revision. There's always going to be a rough draft. There's always going to be something you got to fix, do better. It's the same exact same thing with podcasting. The only problem with podcasting is that we publish our first draft, <laughs> so we can uh, actually every yeah. single fucking one. <laughs> We can rehear the garbage. <laughs> At least yours is tucked away and edited. And Which is why we've doing. grown so much since our first yeah, podcast. 100%. Our first to our 40th. Look at our 40th. We're interviewing a, a hey. an award-winning art, yeah. like author. Yeah. Come on. We thought it was 50 Shades our of Grey. Our first audio sounded we'll like... I, don't, I honestly don't even think that I, I attached my mic to my computer our first podcast. Yeah. So. I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> you, you mentioned it before. You, you Thanks, wrote, Dave. You wrote for yourself. We podcasted because we thought it was fun, and we don't care if nobody listens. We have fun doing it. People listen, which is great. Totally, we do it for ourselves. I get to talk to my best friend every week. Like, what? What? Yeah. What's better than that? I get to talk to. It's super awesome. Her. So it's it's okay. He gets to talk to me. I did this for the pussy. I, mean, I don't know what you're talking fine. about. It's <laughs> fine. Podcast. The nookie and did it all for the nookie. The nookie. Oh. <laughs> Let's bring up horrible <laughs> your, 90s songs. You're welcome. Was it yeah, 90s or early 2000s? At least mid 90s. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. So, Dave, after only listening to to 10 chapters of your book, um how much research did you have to do for this book because there's a lot of I think like chapter 8, chapter 9, there's a lot of like tracking comments that you that that's mentioned throughout the novel like Oh, the the hoof was this deep in the mud. Like, why was it this deep in the mud? How much research did you have to do to to make that accurate? Uh, I actually had to. I definitely spent like twelve hours on Wikipedia just trying to figure out figure out like how the best way to track was. Because um, I didn't know I didn't know any of that stuff. So uh, I went through uh, what the Air Force called uh, Seer School. Survival, evasion, resistance, and escape. And it's basically like uh, if you go down on a plane crash in enemy territory, here's what you need to do to survive. And like if you're ever captured and you're a POW and stuff like that. So um, there were scenes in the book where Thornton is uh, skinning a rabbit. And I took that yes. exactly from my seer class. And it was like, because really? I was the guy that, that had to skin the rabbit. And because they, they looked at me and they knew right away I would throw up if I ever tried to skin <laughs> a rabbit. And they were like, 
They were like, hey, maybe, maybe like skin the skin it here and and pull out the guts. And I was like, oh, uh, uh. and they were like, how about pop out the eyeballs? And I was like, oh, uh, uh, uh. Let's give it to the so pussy. That was I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I was that guy. I was I was I was Thornton. I was experiencing skinning that rabbit. That was an anecdotal, like uh, autobiographical experience for me. But um so much of that, like, uh, I didn't know there was like, uh, you know, I'm saying stuff like Thornton patted the horse on the haunches or whatever. Like, I don't fucking know what haunches are. Like, I had to Google that <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. I didn't grow up with horses. Like, I'm having to learn, like, how to hook up carts on horses, like where to, you know, um, you know, how to track exactly like where the sun needs to be uh, in order to have the best shadow on 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 a hoof print and stuff like that like I didn't know any of that stuff so yeah absolutely that was something that I did like I spent hours just researching like uh how do I make this sound at least halfway believable yeah that's pretty awesome we should have come up with Steph she'll She'll tell you all about ponies and (laughs) pony play and everything you gotta know about pony play horse hoofs you got it wearing wearing hire her on as an expert Lauren, Damn. any other questions? Um, I have one. We got more one question. more. Let's do one more. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> did you name or like model your characters after people that you know in real life, or did you just come up with all of these people on your own? So I think some of my best characters, some of the characters with the most depth to them, uh, I definitely modeled after people that I know. Um, the two examples I always use are Olson Woods, who is the the father, basically, of our protagonist Thornton, uh, blacksmith. He's a, fucking brute. He's a boss. He is a <laughs> monster. Yeah. Um, when I when I was writing him, I always pictured he's like a mixture of Hagrid from Harry Potter and yes. uh, stoic and stoic the vast from How to Train Your Dragon. Um, so like, you know, if you're picturing like, he's a, he's a man's man, like a huge ass beard, um, just a total badass, right? Like, um, so Olsen, I actually, I put a lot of my own father in him. My dad never had a, uh, quite as big a beard as him, but there, he definitely has those like fatherly characteristics. Like he really cares for his son. He wants his son to succeed. There's a lot of lines that I use from Olsen. That basically, like, I, I, I can hear my father saying them to me as a kid. Like, so I, I, like, ripped off dialogue from straight up. I was like, all right, what would my dad say to me here? And then I basically just wrote that line. Yeah. Um, same with Eliasha, who is another, uh, she's a kith apprentice. And uh, she, uh, you probably haven't met her because she shows up in, like, chapter 20. But uh, I, na- I modeled her after my friend Anna who's a ginger. Uh, So Eliash is like, you know, love, love me some gingers. So, you know, the whole (laughs) gamut, like red hair, freckles, like the the red hair and freckles. I love it. I love it. I can't get enough. (laughs) You really can't. I mean, you you can't go wrong with a, with a ginger. They got no soul. uh, Yeah, I understand. They don't. It's true. Um, That's why uh, Danny's a faux ginger. (laughs) <laughs> she has day, a soul and she's the a ginger. day walkers yeah <laughs> day exactly walks. yeah so um but you know the 
and that's how I, I really like I, I, I like writing those characters because I can hear how they're going to answer certain things. I can hear how they're saying stuff and I, I can know how they're going to react to certain situations because I have that relationship with them and I know them as people already. Yeah. So that's how I mold some of my more memorable characters and the and the characters that frankly people are like, uh, I love this this character because uh, you know, and it's like, well, that's because it's a real person and they're awesome. So that's, yeah, they, uh, that's the best way to do it. They say like um, when it whenever anybody paints or draws or animates a person, like in a cartoon or or whatever it may be it's actually based off of somebody that they actually know subconsciously. They're just not thinking about it. So, I mean, you consciously knew who you were writing about. So that's kind of cool in that case, but I'm sure every character has some sort of relatability to somebody you've met in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, the first thing that comes to mind for me is Bill Watterson who wrote the amazing immortal comic strip, Calvin and Hobbes, which (laughs) I grew up on as a kid. (laughs) I fucking love Calvin and Hobbes. It was my number one cartoon, and Robbie said I couldn't use it. So So I uh, lived in the same town as him, Chagrin Falls, Ohio. Oh, cool. Uh, Population about 5,000 people, uh, give or take. And uh, I developed his photos when I worked at the CVS. Oh, shit, really? So he's he's not only, like, a hero of mine, but I've also, like, uh, met him in real life, which is totally crazy. But... He based the the dad, Calvin's dad, off off of himself. It's, yep. And it's so funny if you ever see pictures of Bill Watterson, he looks exactly like <laughs> Calvin's dad. Yeah. And it's like, wait a second. So jealous. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh man. Now I do have I have one final question. You did not clear this with us. I know, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm an independent woman. Oh, okay. Just tell her it's so. like six inches and just we'll move on. I can buy I'm gonna one. Gonna undersell that. myself like that. <laughs> All right, Dave. What are you most proud of? His six-inch dick. We just said it. <laughs> like From what? The ground. Yeah, you you've won all of these awards. You've written. You've written. 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 You've. It's written. You've <laughs> written. God, listen. I'm three Roded. beers in. It's a Monday night, and I didn't drink my Red Bull that I bought. So. <laughs> Even like including this book, not including this book, what are you most proud of? Uh, definitely. So the the accomplishment of writing a book is uh, this is my far and away my greatest achievement in life. Like I am, there is no question about it. Yeah. I carry around my original copy of the book, um, and I have my friends sign it like a yearbook. Any anywhere I go, I take it with me, and it's like. Um, you know, I'm collecting signatures cause I'm going to be fucking buried with that thing. Like I've already made up my mind. I'm like, put this put in my in grave. Put when it in your I, will. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. Like That's I'm, awesome. you know, I joke about it, but I'm, my family knows I'm serious. I'm like, I, this is, this is the thing that gives me the most pride in this entire world. It's like, I have this tangible evidence that I did something that was worthwhile. Um, which is to me like, it's unspeakably awesome. So and I'm just so happy to have found uh, a passion like writing, even this late in life. Like I was 32 when I when I wrote this thing. You know, it was like yeah. um, it's never too late to find a passion and to find something that you're uh, that you're good at and something that you love. Which is like that's the thing I hope on the most, man. It's like um, it doesn't matter how old you are. 
it doesn't matter what you did in life. Like if you're a special operations uh, veteran, it's like you can go out and you can write a fantasy novel. Who cares? Just do something you love and do something that's going to keep you happy. I like that oh, answer. I love that. I do. I like I that answer. I love that so much. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better way to wrap up tonight's episode. I would like to thank DL Jennings for taking the time to talk with us tonight. We hope it did not disappoint. Dave, where can these lovely people find you or maybe find your book? I always point people to Amazon. That's the best way to find it. Uh, Also, Barnes & Noble online. Also, my website, dl-jennings.com. If you care about having a signed copy of a book, Uh, That's the best place to do it. I'm literally uh, like I I got a stack next to me on the table um, and I sign them myself and I mail them out. And uh, that's that's the easiest way to do it. Um, And that's also where you can check out those first 10 chapters of the audiobook for free is uh, my website, dl-jennings.com. Do you have any Instagram, Twitters that anybody can hit up? Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I am. I am dl.jennings on Instagram, and uh, I'm uh, at dljauthor on Facebook. So uh, I'm very interactive. Uh, that's like, dude, I live online. It's yeah. it's terrible. <laughs> um, so if it's terrible, if you like, if you like seeing, uh, if you like seeing selfies of an author writing a writing a fantasy novel, you know where to find me. <laughs> That's awesome. Honestly, I've enjoyed every single one of your posts. <laughs> thank you, Lauren. I think so I like her, Robbie. Welcome. I like her. Uh, I like yeah, her. Keep thank her around. You. Oh, no, I'm a good co-host. Oh, Here I am. God. I just pump everyone up. up. It's fine. Okay. Is there a is there a mute? Yeah, right. <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram at The Brew Interviews or on Twitter at Brew Interviews. You can also send us an email at thebrewinterviews at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook, obviously under The Brew Interviews. And if you feel so inclined, you can head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thebrewinterviews and become part of the Brew Interviews family, just like these people. We have Hillary, Mitch, Steph, Karen, Danny, and Jess. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Also, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps out the show. Helps us in those rankings. I'll send you a sticker. I'll, I'll send, send you a, a fucking sticker. free sticker. I'll send you. I'll send you a free sticker if you review us on iTunes and send us a screenshot of it because I don't pay attention to that shit. Robbie sends no, me all the reviews <laughs> and I just I don't know. Good lord. <laughs> for the brew interviews, I'm Robbie and I'm Lauren and I'm D L Jennings. Good night. Good night. Good night. This has been the Brew Interviews, a podcast about craft beers coast to coast with Lauren and Robbie. Never mind. I said I'd be the sperm donor <laughs> if they ever needed a baby. Yeah, and she said thank you. I know. Because Aww. Robbie would be an excellent sperm donor. But then I told Lauren I can only do it naturally, so. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You'll jerk off in a fucking cup like every other man. You can watch if you want to. I don't care. Ew, no. Oh, she said, did you hear her? What? All right. She goes, oh, unless you want an Eiffel Tower. Dude, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>